Hello, and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you will hear practical and engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. In the back of the New Testament, there's a letter written by the Apostle Paul that is only one chapter long. The letter is only 25 verses, and it is curiously unconcerned with presenting any theological or doctrinal concept, anything to deal with church instruction or correction, or even a treaty of any specific issue. This letter was, in fact, written to only one person, a Christian brother named Philemon. Philemon was a faithful Christian man and a member of the Lord's church. In fact, the local church met in his house, as we find in verse 2. He is likely a husband and a father in the process of raising and providing for his own family. Also, in verses 5 through 7, he was a man of love and faith who lived out these qualities in front of all the saints, refreshing them as a result. Now, since Paul has brought these qualities out, Paul is now counting on these qualities as he sends this letter to Philemon. The twist of the story is that Paul has sent this letter to Philemon by way of a man named Onesimus, verse 12. And Onesimus is Philemon's returning runaway slave. Paul is hoping that Philemon will forgive Onesimus and accept him back as a brother in Christ, as we read in verse 16. Now, here's twist number two of the story. Onesimus and Paul had crossed paths at some point, evidently in prison. And Paul had converted Onesimus to Christ. Onesimus now has gone from being useless to being useful. An interesting fact is that Onesimus' name actually meant profitable or useful. And so Paul is appealing now to Philemon's goodness to receive him, that is Onesimus, as he would receive himself, that is Paul. Paul then lightly but importantly slips in this little piece of information. Prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping that through your prayers, I will be graciously given to you, as we read in verse 22. In other words, whatever you decide to do about this, I will be seeing you soon. So after reading this letter again, I have a question for all of us. How do you think that Philemon reacted and responded to Paul? I want you to try to picture Philemon as he saw Onesimus pulling into the driveway for the first time since he ran away. What do you think Philemon thought? When he put his eyes on Onesimus, what do you think he was going to say to him? How would he feel towards this man who had wronged and robbed him of so much? What would he do about this situation? In this culture of Philemon, a runaway slave was deserving of death, and all of these men, that is Paul, Philemon, and Onesimus, would have all known this. And so as the facts of the situation unfold, we could truthfully say that this would have been a very revealing thing to observe the reaction and behavior of this so-called loving, faithful Christian man when his runaway slave returned home. But how do you think his countenance and attitude might have changed as he read this letter from Paul? The information in this letter may be even more unexpected than seeing Onesimus return. And so as an experiment in human behavior, I would like for us to speculate for a moment. Speculate as to what Philemon could have thought, what he could have felt, what he could have said or done in this situation. Here's some possible thoughts and feelings that Philemon might have towards Onesimus. Well, 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 look who it is. I can't believe the nerve of this guy coming back home after running away. Doesn't he know what I can do to him? 
Does he have a death wish? Doesn't he realize that he belongs to me and that he has cost me a lot of money? I have every legal right to prosecute and punish this man to the fullest extent of the law. And since this situation has absolutely nothing to do with my faith, I think I'm going to make an example of this kid. After all, I can't have anyone think that I've gone soft. Now think about the possible thoughts and feelings towards Paul that Philemon could have had. I can't believe the nerve of this guy writing this letter. I have every right to be angry with Onesimus, and this has nothing to do with Paul, God, or the church. This is business, not personal. In fact, how dare he use our friendship and faith in this manipulative way? This is my decision, and I can't believe he is trying to guilt me into something like this. I'm the one who has been wronged, not him. And he wants me to prepare a guest room for him? Well, that's not going to happen. Paul has crossed the line. I'm done with this relationship. Can you picture any of this? Would it be possible, this scenario, to see Philemon tearing up this letter and throwing it into the wind? Would it even be reasonable to think that Paul may have indeed crossed the line in their friendship and that this could spell certain doom for Philemon's relationship with Onesimus and with the Apostle Paul? Is it possible that this could even drive Philemon away from the church and from God altogether? Sadly, stranger things have happened among Christians. So here's the more important question that we might want to ask. What would we do in this situation if we were in Philemon's position? Let me rephrase this. What have we already done in these situations? That's right. You and I have already been a Philemon, which is probably why the Holy Spirit saw fit to include this letter in the New Testament. We have all been wronged, robbed, betrayed, and sinned against, and we have all come to face-to-face with the choice to either forgive the people who did those things to us or to prosecute and punish them as we see fit. So what would we do? What have we done? Did we allow our pride to tell us to separate our faith from the situation and to give those people what they deserve? Or did we live out what God has done for each and every one of us and forgive them? Here are the stakes. There will be eternal punishment for all of us who do not forgive our brother from our heart. Matthew 18.35 I don't want that. Do you? May we all determine to not only accept and forgive the Onesimus in our lives, but to humbly listen to the loving voices of our Paul, who might actually be the voice of someone who has considerably more authority. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle, subscribing to it, and sharing it with those that you love. As always, it's my prayer that God be with you and that you seek Him in all things. Until next time, God bless. God bless.